Welcome to the Artistic Finance Podcast, where we break down the wall between art and money. If you're here looking for how to be an artist and financially sustain a career, you're in the right place. Keep listening and join us as we learn about artists and how they make money work for them. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Ethan Steimel, here for episode 17. Thank you for listening, and a special thank you to anyone listening in South Africa, from Durban to Johannesburg to Cape Town, anywhere. If you're feeling in good spirits right now, please use that positive energy and visit our YouTube page and subscribe to our channel. We are trying to get to 1,000 subscribers so we can run ads on our videos. And then, if you are still in good spirits, find Artistic Finance on your podcast app and subscribe and leave a rating and review to help the podcast expand its audience. Today's guest is Mishka Partipal. She was born and raised in Durban, South Africa, and landed her first film role in 2010. She has been acting ever since and now lives in Johannesburg. She played Jody Kandasami in the movie Keeping Up with the Kandasamis and its sequel, Kandasami's The Wedding. Others might know her as the lawyer Priya Segal in the Netflix comedy series The Indian Detective. Mishka is now moving behind the camera as a writer and director. Without further ado, let's get to our interview. Mishka, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm, it's an honor. And I should say that this is August 3rd, 2020. We're amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. And there's also the reawakening of the Black Lives mm -hmm. Matter going on for everyone listening in the future. And I'm in New York City. Mm -hmm. It was 9 a.m. for me. Mishka is in Johannesburg, South Africa. Yes, it's that's 3. 3 p.m. in the afternoon for you. Although I noticed you're drinking tea or coffee there. Yes, I'm drinking coffee. It's like your afternoon pick-me-up because I have my morning yeah. coffee here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just out of curiosity, are you like busy working with all the COVID stuff going on or has is work dried up? Oh, the industry is, um, yeah. I mean, it's not too good right now, but there is stuff happening for sure. Things that were on break. Um, and I have a shoot coming up in a couple of weeks, so at least I'm, I'm starting to work again now that it's kind of like, you know, I won't say it's slowing down. It's not slowing down. It's our government has been like super strict on us, all the laws and the rules. Um, so we weren't able to work for a couple of weeks, like on a complete lockdown. No one goes to work. The economy like came to a halt, but now you know, they're relaxing the rules and then everyone's like slowly going back to work now. And uh, I assume everybody there is wearing masks and social distancing. Yes. It's actually the law. You have to wear a mask. Yeah. Out outside too. Yeah. It seems to be handled pretty well there. Oh, no, uh, I don't know. I oh, don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> never, never mind. <laughs> Could you give us a recap of your life and how you got to where you are right now? Okay, sure. I was born and raised in Durban, which is a coastal town in South Africa. It's a predominantly Indian area. It's actually where Indian people from India um, were taken to as slaves, mm -hmm. kind of like how African-American people came, well, got to uh, America. Yeah. So it's basically the same story except with Indian people. So Durban actually has the largest population of Indians outside of India. So that's where I grew up. Um, yeah, and then six years ago, 
I moved to Johannesburg to uh, further my career in acting. And yeah, that's it. Amazing. That's awesome. So I know of you because of a Netflix show called The Indian Detective. Yes. We just love the show. We think it's like perfect in every way. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And like, it was a recommendation from my parents. They can give me really good recommendations, but sometimes they say like shark, sharknado. Oh my. Okay. Things like that. (laughs) (laughs) So you you never know what, you know, what you're going to get with them. But so they recommended it and we watched it and we like just couldn't stop watching it. That's great. <laughs> Everybody listening to this should go watch it. Yeah. Russell Peters is the actor who's Canadian, I think. He is, yes. He plays the detective in Canada, but then he goes up to Mumbai where yes. he meets an attorney named Priya. Yes. And they work together to bust a crime ring yes. or not. You play Priya. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's just like, it's so much fun and it's heartwarming and it just draws you in. Thank you. Uh, we watched it like two years ago. And then I told my wife, I was like, oh yeah, uh, Mishka is going to be on the podcast. So like we should rewatch it. So last night we like, we're like, we'll watch an episode or two. And then it's just so good. We like watch the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but what also what I didn't know about that show is it's set in Canada and Mumbai, but it was actually filmed in Johannesburg, question mark, somewhere in South Africa. It was shot in Cape Town. In Cape Town. Okay. Yeah. Johannesburg is like your home base. Yes. Is that where you do most of your work? Um, no, actually, I travel all over the country, uh, all over the world for work. So it's just my home. But I hardly work in Johannesburg, funny enough. I'm always traveling out for work. Okay. I, wa- I wondered about that because I was like, is Johannesburg this big production town that I didn't know about? No. <laughs> Cape Town is. Um, Cape Town's a very big production hub. Um, a lot of Hollywood productions um, and European productions are shot in Cape Town. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, South Africa is, I think, an awesome place to be. <laughs> Have you been here? In Johannesburg, I uh, had a layover. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then uh, la- last October, uh, Nicole and I, my wife, we spent a week in Cape Town. Oh, okay. Okay, great. And it, it was amazing. I don't know. You, like traveling for like fun is, it's always fun. <laughs> yeah, it's always good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then I have another question for you, which is since you grew up in an Indian area, English is your only language or do you also speak another language? English um, is my only language. And for a lot of Indian South Africans, it is our only language. Um, because of the whole slavery and apartheid, um, a lot of the, I won't say the religion wasn't lost, the culture wasn't lost, but unfortunately the language was lost. Even my grandparents don't even speak their mother tongue languages, which is very sad. But yeah, because of that, the language just lost. And I only asked that question because we were watching The Indian Detective last night. You speak another language. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize. No, I had to learn to speak uh, Hindi for that role. Well, you had me fooled. (laughs) (laughs) So now uh, I want us to get to know your creative personality. What is a live event that you like to experience? Um, I love live sporting events. They by far are my favorite things to go to and to do. I also love concerts, but I mean, we hardly get any, um, you know, big artists here coming to South Africa. So that's like, that almost never happens, but I love sporting events. Absolutely love whether Even if it's at like at home watching it um, on the couch, I just love sporting events a lot. And if any like big music 
people are here. Everybody should go have concerts in Johannesburg. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They would love it. Okay. What is a piece of art that you like? There is this beautiful um, Nairox, so South African of me. I'm obviously going to pick something South African. Um, This Nairox Sculpture Park in Rodeport. It's an area here in Johannesburg. And it's so beautiful there. Yeah. The outdoor sculpture park. Mm. Okay, I have to remember that because one, I love sculpture parks, but we also, we wanted to go to Johannesburg when we made our Cape Town trip, but we just decided it was like too much to do. I'm going to add that to my list. <laughs> Next time. Next time for sure. <laughs> in, in the webpage for this episode, I'll put a link to it so everybody can see it. Okay, where do you draw inspiration from for your work or do you... Uh, draw motivation from to like keep doing the work that you do (laughs) I think I draw motivation more like just just do it just like get it done um I honestly I haven't been acting a lot lately um for the past like maybe like two years um I've been like slowly transitioning into the whole um behind the camera oh position I've been wanting to write and direct so I've been like trying to move my career in that direction. So now when I watch film or read books or anything, it's I kind of see everything in a whole new light now. So yeah, I'm I'm pulling inspiration from everything and everything around me actually, uh, just because I'm I'm pursuing a new career now. So I'm looking at it, everything around me very differently. Uh, that's amazing. Okay, so like the stuff you want to write and direct, is that stuff that like your own projects or are you going to like, if somebody approached you and said, hey, will you direct the next James Bond movie? <laughs> I mean, eventually that would be so cool. Oh my gosh, if I got to direct the James Bond film, that was amazing. Um, but for now, <laughs> it's mostly my own works. Um, but yeah, slowly and yes, I'll, I'll get there eventually, but that is the end goal, um, to direct other works. Cool. Okay. Because I think just cause I have Indian detective on my mind, <laughs> <laughs> which by the way, huge cliffhanger at the end of season one. So like, I don't, I, we need to, can you talk to the producers or whatever and like get the second season going? <laughs> yeah. The second season is not gonna. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, it got cancelled. See, the last thing I read was that it was just delayed. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think it was delayed, um, and then I'm not sure what had happened, and then it just changed. Um, but the last time I heard, they were moving it into um, a feature film, so I'm not sure. Okay, well, I'll, we'll, cross, we'll cross our fingers. We'll see. <laughs> that, this is the most devastating news we've had on this podcast oh. ever. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Well, okay, so since it's canceled, or maybe being a feature film, I was joking about James Bond, but, you know, it, that had, like, a James Bond feel, sort of. <laughs> so maybe maybe you could write, like, a new James Bond, but you could be James Bond, so, you know, I don't know, Mishka Bond or something. <laughs> like, write myself a role, direct myself, act in the movie, do everything. I mean, other people do it all the time. Exactly. I should do it for myself. <laughs> and you could set it in Johannesburg, and then there could be lots of production in Johannesburg. Johannesburg, exactly. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what kind of music do you listen to? Ooh, I listen to all types of music, but predominantly hip-hop and rap music. But I love, I love, like, 90s pop as well, like, 
that's my childhood. So I listen to it all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have a, I, I like all types of music. Um, I don't really like Afrikaans music so much, just maybe one or two songs. Um, but yeah. Awesome. <laughs> what are some of your hobbies? I love to do DIY projects. Like I love like taking furniture apart and like trying to put it back together, which is ridiculous. I know, but, um, I love to like reupholster something that's super old, like upcycle it and like revamp it. I love doing that. Um, I'm not that good at it though, but I love doing it anyway. Uh, <laughs> I love hiking. Hiking. Oh, I just love hiking. We have really cool hiking spots in South Africa. Um, and I love to travel. Like even if it's just for like a weekend away, somewhere local. Um, South Africa is so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Like you can just go like down the road and oh. it's the cradle of humankind. So like you're really connected to the, the earth and everything. Yes, exactly. And it's like, that's like an hour away. The cradle of humankind. That's just like a, amazing to me that we can trace everything back to like one place. Yeah. Mind boggling to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that was your creative personality. Mm-hmm. Let's get to know your financial personality. Um, your demographics. We may have picked up on some of these, but could you describe your demographics? So I grew up in Durban, like I said before. Um, my dad is Indian and my mom is Malay. So my mom is uh, what what she could say is uh, in South Africa is called colored, which is not black. Okay. Colored in South Africa is mixed race. Um, okay. So let me just explain it quickly. So in the apartheid era, <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, like races, it was illegal for races to mix, and somehow came about this colored race racial group, which is every single race mixed together or every single ethnicity somehow mixed together. Yeah. And that is what forms the colored community. So you could be Greek, you could be Indian, you could be black, you could be white, you could be Portuguese, you could be Spanish, you could be Malay, Asian, but you could have those um, lineage, Mm -hmm. but it's so mixed, 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 mixed. It's almost if you if you think about Brazil and how everyone is mixed. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's exactly like that, um, where you could be any type of skin tone, but you're colored. And somehow South Africans are the only people who know who is a colored or not somehow. Like, I'm like, I can just tell that's colored. <laughs> that's not a white person. That's a colored person. And also that's not a black person. That's a colored person. <laughs> So that's my mom, my mom's side of the family. And then my dad's Indian. So I'm technically colored or like mixed. Okay. My mom was, is from Mitchell's Plain, which I'm sure you've heard is like the real hardcore like area. Um, and my dad is from like this rural area in, in KwaZulu-Natal, which is like just north of, north of, of Durban. So yeah, my parents grew up like super poor. Um, my mom had me when she was 16. Wow. Yeah, she dropped out of high school. She moved to KZN to be with my dad, and they got married at a super young age. Wow. Yeah, so we lived <laughs> in my grandparents' house in, like, a bedroom. It was my parents and my sister and I um, in a one-bedroom. Wow. That's how we grew up until 
my dad is super smart, so he um, managed to, you know, get a university education and make something of himself. And as soon as he started to work and earn money, he could afford taking us out of my grandparents' house and we moved to a better house where we all had our own bedrooms and, and that sort of thing. So, And then we started to go to better high schools as well. So I think I was about... 10 or 11 when I started going to a better school, not a government school. And it's not private. It's not a private school. It's like a Model C school. So it's like uh, in the middle of the two. And it was an all-girls school. So I went to an all-girls school uh, for primary school and high school. And so did my my siblings as well. And then I went to university. Got into university. I studied um, drama and performance um, at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, I know you're getting out of acting, but yeah. like <laughs> being an actor that you went to drama school, there have been a number of people on here that like majored in physics or like some other thing. So, oh, it's nice that somebody else went to drama school. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here we do like high school until 18 and then college is four to seven years af- after that. Is that sort of the same structure in South Africa? Yes. So we graduate high school at 18 and then university is three years for us for just a normal degree. And then if you obviously want to do honors or masters after, basically the same. Yeah. You don't have to say these demographic things if you don't want, but your age and your gender. (laughs) I'm female um, and I'm 30. I will be 31 next month. Amazing. I feel like you've accomplished a lot by 31 already. (laughs) Um, Are you bad with money or are you really good with money? I think I'm, I'm in the middle. Hey, I'm not bad and I'm not good. I feel like I could be so much better, but I'm not. Um, (laughs) so I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. I'm not like terrible where I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm not amazing. I can do better. Yeah, we could all always do better. Better, (laughs) (laughs) Um, are you a saver or a spender? I think I'm a spender. I think I'm a spender, but I like to believe that I'm a saver. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, fair. Okay, and then are you risk averse or are you a risk taker? Um, I think I'm a bit of a risk taker. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. I was actually going to say not, I was going to say risk averse. (laughs) Working in the entertainment world, like being in that world, I think everybody has to be a risk taker to some degree. Absolutely. There's no nine to five situation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Growing up, did you have good financial examples? I did. Um, My dad was uh, very, very like strict on us. Um, We didn't have much money growing up. So when my dad did come into money and he started earning earning money, he was very, very strict on us. Anything we wanted, we had to work for. You had to do things around the house. You had to do chores around the house if you wanted something. And you had to do academically well in, in school if you wanted something. And if you did not do well in school, you were just like not going to get it. That's amazing. Good, good work, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, now I have a question, which is you went into acting and you went into drama school. Mm-hmm. Were your parents supportive of that? Um, my <laughs> definitely not. They did not want me to be an actress at all. Um, my dad's a chemical scientist, so his mind just doesn't work that way. He's like, what the hell is an actor? No 
that doesn't make any sense <laughs> at all. Right. Um, and I did law for one year at university. I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I was like so depressed like, all the time. And I think my parents could see that I just wasn't excelling. I wasn't loving it. And they're like, okay, just do what makes you happy. And then that was that. Were you in Johannesburg by the time you were you started acting? Or were you still in Durban? Um, I started acting when I was in university. I started auditioning. I, I think I was like in my first year of drama school. And I was like, I need to get an agent. I need to get representation. I need to start auditioning, even if it's just for like commercials, but I just want to be on set. I want to learn. I want to grow. I just want to be like involved because I didn't want to study at all. I just wanted to work as an actress straight off the bat. But my parents were not having that. They were like, you better study something to fall back on. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I started auditioning. Yeah. As soon as I, I could. And then I was working for a bit and then I felt like I just exhausted all my options in Durban and then I moved to Joburg. Okay. Is it common for people to be actors in Johannesburg or in Durban? Or was that like, was everyone like, you're crazy? Or were people like, yeah, yeah, go for it? There have always been white actors and black actors in South Africa. Super famous, very successful. Like we have a huge soapy market here. So the majority of our actors work in the soapy industry. But they are, as you know, the soapy industry are very successful. Mm-hmm. People don't think they're successful, but they make a lot of money. They are very successful. But to have someone of my race wanting to do acting was very hard because there were no roles being written for someone like me. So you'd have to kind of beg soapy writers to kind of create something or work on like this little art house thing from this film student and that sort of thing. And then when people started, no, when, when production started noticing that, okay, we have a large like Indian community that is actually supporting like these local soaps, they thought, oh yes, now we've got to write in more Indian characters for our viewers. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Um, okay. Then side tangent about the Indian mm-hmm. detective, just cause I watched it. <laughs> um, but like, Shot in Cape Town, there were a lot of Indian extras. Were all those locals to Cape Town, do you know? Actually, no. Some of them were locals, but like I was explaining earlier, they were colored, but there was their skin tone or their facial features looked more Indian. I know on set there were a lot of Indians from India, not South African Indians. Obviously, I think they went, I don't know how they found like a huge community of um, Indians to be extras. Yeah. Because we're talking about like hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were, I mean, not to like be uh, profiling people, but we were, once we learned that it was like in South Africa, we were like looking at all the extras to be like, okay, can we tell like where they put in somebody from South Africa that was not Indian or something? So we were like looking for that. And it was like really good. We were like, every once in a while, we were like, that person might not be Indian. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but also the set design was so good. Yeah. Um, they literally built India in, in, in the studio in Cape Town. It was mind boggling to me. And then the other thing is we were trying to figure out, well, what was shot in Canada and what was shot in Cape Town? A lot of it. The majority of it. I think only the exterior shots that you saw um, of Canada was in Canada. But all the interior stuff was Cape Town. 
because I know William Shatner, he was filming because he's in the Canadian scenes. He was in South Africa filming. Yeah. And that's what confused us is we were like, we saw William Shatner in the first three episodes. He's in South Africa. And we were like, okay, clearly that's South Africa. And then he randomly showed up in Canada and we were like, Wait, wait, wait. There's no way that they paid William Shatner to go to, like, two different locations. Yeah. <laughs> but also, now you have a connection to him, so when you direct your James Bond movie, you can be like, hey, William Shatner, come be in my... Do you remember me? <laughs> Mish, Mishka Bond, yeah. <laughs> at the start of your career, what did your finances look like? I was still studying at the start of my career, so all the money that I was earning, I was just kind of, like, saving it. And I kind of looked at it as like my side hustle. Like if I got a small job here or there, um, and the majority of the time I was working for free because I was like, I just want the experience. I just want the exposure. Please put me in your movie. Um, so I didn't have much money at all when I started out. Amazing. Have you had any health challenges? No, I've been lucky. I. I haven't had any health challenges. Okay, question about that. Side note, let's just say you broke both your legs. Would that be problematic or would you just go to the hospital or what would happen? Well, I have insurance, what Americans call medical insurance. We call it medical aid um, here, but I have medical aid, um, always had medical aid. For me, I just think it's a necessity to have, like you have, if you can't afford it, you make a plan to afford it, that kind of thing. The government hospitals in South Africa are not the best. I mean, there's good doctors working there. There's good staff, but maybe the conditions are not the best. Also, if you have an emergency, say, for example, you're in a really bad car accident, you want to get taken to a private hospital because you will get seen to, you know, straight off the bat as soon as you come into the door, good doctors, um, sterile environment. Um, the ambulance will get to you very quick because you have medical insurance. And for me, that's the one thing you have to have, no matter what your profession is. Just try to have that because it's it's scary. You don't want to, for us in South Africa, you don't want to be rushed to a government hospital in such a crisis. I assume you don't have like uh, a company that you work for. So that plan that you have is just like you on your own. Yes. Yes, Because yes, yes. here it's very often tied to like, if you have a job, that's how you get it. No, anyone, if you can afford it, anyone um, can get it. And then they have different plans available or different packages available for you to choose from. They have lower end packages where you would have to submit your pay slip maybe. And they'll like dock a few hundred bucks off the, the premium every month. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helps. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, obviously you can pay a lot of money for your medical insurance and then, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Do you worry about money on a daily basis? I don't worry about money on a daily basis. It all depends if there's something that I specifically want. And I feel like maybe I'm obsessing about that thing. And then maybe I'll think about money often than more often than I usually do. But on a regular day, I don't really, think about money too much um i mostly think about what i want to have for dinner um <laughs> yeah. every day uh, but <laughs> other than that yeah no. yeah in covid times are you staying in or are you going out like i said i'm i'm trying to do like the whole writing thing and it just so happened that i was writing before we went into lockdown before covid got to our country um so i'd been doing that anyway i'd been at home i'd been like writing and trying to get like this part of my career off the ground. Um, so it wasn't really that different or difficult for me. 
So yeah, it's been kind of consistent. Um, it's just everyone else I feel like is more worried because I'm an actor and I'm not out there acting. But I'm like, no, but I'm doing other things also. So don't stress people. Right, exactly. <laughs> you're, it's a, you're like, I'm an artist and yeah. there's no artist that just does one, one single thing. thing like yeah. That. <laughs> so I, so as a day job, like before COVID and hopefully after, like I'm a lighting designer for theater by trade. Will you ever do live theater or is the stuff you're writing, is it like TV shows and movies only? It's mostly film and TV, yes. Are you going to write some soaps? No. No, I won't be writing soaps. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I never thought of writing for theater, actually. I don't think I'd be that good at it, even though I studied it for three years. Um, I don't think I'd be that good. Okay, um, cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool. <laughs> when you have excess money, where do you put it? Um, I do have a secret savings. Um, I, won't, I won't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I tend to save a lot because in South Africa, you don't have unions we have actor unions yes but they're not like american unions mm -hmm. where um production companies or producers are forced to pay your their actors um residuals or royalties we don't have that once you have done a job you've done the job they pay you for the days that you've worked it doesn't matter how much money the movie or tv series makes afterwards that's it um, it is something I think that a few actors are trying to get past, like the bull past here in South Africa. Um, but I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon. I know it's very hard. Well, you should join in with them. Yeah, we, I, I have actually. I have. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. They. Yeah. I support them <laughs> from afar. Um, okay. That that's actually interesting because I just assume like. If I see an actor on TV, I just assume they're getting residuals. So, like, for Indian Detective, I just assume you were getting residuals from that. No, I'm not. So, have you ever gotten residuals on anything? No, nothing at all. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm so sorry, Mishka. <laughs> and the thing is, like, we also not, in South Africa, we're not educated about that kind of stuff. I only learned about it when I was in L.A., like, last year or the year before. When my manager there was telling me about it, I was like, oh, okay. And then I was speaking to a few other actors and they part of like Saga. I think it's called Saga. I'm not sure. In America, I'm not sure. And they were discussing like, oh my gosh, I just got this check. I was like, oh, okay. They did a commercial and they're getting residuals on a commercial. That is like, it was like, what? I was flabbergasted. I was like, How? that doesn't exist in South Africa at all. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, oh, this opens up a whole door. <laughs> when you work though in another country, like, I don't know if you worked in the USA, wouldn't our union then give you residuals? No, no. I'm Indian detective was produced by an American and a Canadian production company. And I got no residuals. I was also paid. I think the production company that they were using here in South Africa to facilitate the whole process I think I was paid through that production company um, as well. So uh, see now, now I'm a little yeah. skeptical of like Indian Detective because I'm like, did they shoot it in South Africa to like avoid paying as much? No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I just know that the production company they have a really big office in Toronto and they have an office in Cape Town, so they do film because I have worked for that production company again after Indian Detective. 
and they were shooting something for the sci-fi channel or something. Yeah, we have a South Africa and Canada has a treaty, a film production treaty as well. So I think they encourage to come and shoot here in South Africa. Got it. Okay. Because I'm sure that William Shatner, I mean, he's a whole different story, I suppose, but I'm sure he's in a union like SAG or AFTRA. Yes. Yeah. I suspect he's getting residuals from it. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. I'm sure all the other actors, because there were a lot of actors that were from the UK and from Canada as well. Um, and I'm sure they're getting residuals. Oh man, that's like that's opens up old because you were like one of the main actors. Yeah, like you were like top two, really top two or three. Yeah, um, I think Russell and I, of course Russell, but Russell, Russell and I had the most shoot days out of all the other actors. Oh, uh, okay, something's not right here. <laughs> Now you're making me feel like, oh my god! No, no, I'm just, like, I, it's just, uh, I mean, it makes sense, like, South Africa not having unions, I, I get it, but to me, like, that show is Canadian, so I would think they would apply by the SAG-AFTRA rules in Canada, but anyway, you know, I don't, I, I don't know, I know nothing about any of this, but I just know when I see actors on TV, I always just assume they're getting residuals, now I'm thinking, and now I'm learning that that's not the case. Yeah, so now I'm thinking, is it too late? Can I call them and be like hello where is my money people it's too late it's too late for this but for the feature film (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness okay all right um okay we'll we'll move on from that we'll move on from that okay (laughs) um throughout your life have you used a budget yes definitely jobs here in south africa are very scarce and far in between also we have this thing where um, if you're doing some shoots, they'll pay you only like 90 days after. They don't like pay you immediately. That's just something that happens here in South Africa. So yeah, I do use a budget because sometimes I have to be phoning people. Where is the money? You said you were going to pay me. What's happening? So to save myself um, and just make sure I'm taken care of, I do stick to a budget. What is a good financial decision that you have made? I don't think I've made any like major um, good financial decisions, but I am, I, I think I'm about to possibly make one like pretty soon. I'm looking at buying property. So I think, yeah, coming up um, in the next couple of weeks, like I'm still looking, I'm still looking, I haven't made, my, made up my mind yet about what I like and what I want. Um, but I think, yeah, that, that's a big one that I'm about to make. Nice. All right. People on this podcast before have said buy property. Property, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> will it be in Johannesburg? It, it will, yeah. It'll be in Johannesburg, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know like what the property situation there is, but like in New York City, like if you're going to buy something, you usually buy like a small little apartment in Johannesburg. Is that the case? Will you be buying a small apartment or will you be buying like a big standalone place? Right now I'm in something a little bit bigger than a New York apartment. It's a very like nice size, but I feel it's too small now. I've like outgrown it. So I'm going just a little bit bigger. I'm just a little bit bigger. Do you have square meters or square feet measurements there? Like, do you know what you're looking for? We have meters squared. Yeah. Which is something I'm I'm not sure what the conversion is um, between the two. I don't know. For me, I'm just looking at like, I just look at the pictures and then I'm like, 
is the garden nice? Do I have to redo this kitchen? What is happening? How much renovation do I need to do? Honestly, that's what I'm looking at right now. Is the garden nice is like a phrase I don't understand. Like that sounds amazing <laughs> to have a garden. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Well, good luck and congrats on that. Thank you. Now, what is a bad financial decision that you've made? When I, when I travel, I feel like sometimes I overspend. Like I get like too excited. And then I'm just like, oh my gosh, why did I spend all that money? Like when I was in New York, I just went like shopping crazy. I was like, oh my gosh, we can't get this in South Africa because that happens. Like you get so excited because you, you, you you have things in America that we don't have in South Africa. So especially like the limited edition, like sneakers or anything, like we don't get that type of stuff. So when you see it, you're like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> swipe, swipe, swipe. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you are a spender. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This um, question might not apply for you, but you know, we'll see. Um, but do you have an entity, a corporation, or a company that is you? Or when you work, do you just get checks made out to Mishka? I get checks made out to me. But as a writer and director, I'm work that is like through a a company. A company that like you made or that you're working through. It's a company that the company that I made. Yeah, to so kind of just build that portfolio as a kind of production company or producing company. Yeah, basically. Mishka yeah. Productions. That's cool. <laughs> but when you like here, when you get paid, we have 1099 income, which we don't pay taxes on. And then at, when tax time comes, we have to pay the taxes on. And then there's W two income, the, where the taxes are already taken out. Do you have that differentiation there? Yes, we only have W two. That's what you explained. You have to be taxed. Uh, the production company, whoever's paying you, the producers, will tax you immediately. Yeah, so the production accountant will tax you. Um, and then when you're doing your your tax return for the year, you are given like all these forms of all the work that you've done. And then SARS, it's called SARS here in South Africa. You just submit your papers to SARS and then they'll be like, okay, you earn so much. And then sometimes you'll get a rebate, sometimes you won't. That doesn't sound bad because yeah. with our, a lot of artists here get 1099 income. And so at the end, at tax time, they have to like figure out writing things off and not writing things off. And it gets complicated. That sounds complicated. Gosh. <laughs> do you file your own taxes? I do. I do. Um, but that's only because uh, our government has a really good website and you just create a user login. Everything is loaded onto the website and you literally click one button. Oof, and it's done. Whoa. <laughs> You are the first person that I've had on that files their own taxes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that's just illustrating the difference between the USA tax system and South Africa tax system. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because everybody else is like, are you crazy? No, I hire an accountant. <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to switch to retirement plan, which you said, don't talk about this because you don't have this stuff, but do you have a retirement plan? More. Yeah, I do have a retirement plan, but it's more um, like a separate savings as well. Um, we do have those type of financial plans here in South Africa. I just am not part of that because I am a freelancer. I classify myself as a freelancer, um, but my husband does, and he pays just a little bit of amounts every month that goes into a uh, 
retirement annuity. Um, so when he does retire, he'll get that money. Does he work for a company, I assume? Yes, he works for a company. He's got a regular nine spot. That's great. So what you have, is it literally just like a savings account or a brokerage account or something? Yes, yes, yes. It, it's not like specified to be for retirement? No, I mean, I could access it if I want to, um, but it's it's just there. Yeah, nice. All right, good work. That's a good financial decision you've made, I think. <laughs> Uh, though I do want to ask, because like you seem like you're on top of it, you seem well organized and everything. Um, are a lot of artists there in South Africa? Do you do you know? Like, do they have retirement plans? From the people that I'm close to, no, definitely not. From the other from the other actors uh, that I've worked with, or yeah, I mean, no, they don't. Um, I I'd be surprised if some of them are even like saving some of their money. Okay. We have to reach those people. <laughs> be like, be like Mishka and think about it. Yeah. Cause that's like a lot of self-discipline to like save for your own. Cause, cause here, like I'm always encouraging young, young artists, like my icebreaker when I meet them is like, do you have a IRA or a Roth IRA, which is like a retirement plan? Like half of them like don't even know what I, that is. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I had to Google it. I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to figure out, like, what is this in South Africa? I don't know what it is. Yeah. So we know annuity exists in South Africa, I guess, like your husband. So yes. we, know, we know that exists. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Outside of retirement or the, your your savings for retirement, mm-hmm. do you invest in anything? I used to, but then I don't know why I stopped. Uh, and I can't even remember what I was trying to do then, actually. My husband was trying to convince me to buy Bitcoin. But I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I, that's why I said, I think I could be better, right? At this whole money game. Yeah. Um, but I'm still trying to like learn about what's happening, where to invest my money in and what to do really. The silly question. I'm like illustrating how much I don't know about the world because I know like there's the New York Stock Exchange and there's the NASDAQ like here in the U.S. So when people put open brokerage accounts or retirement accounts, they're always putting it in stocks and stock markets. And then I know there's like a stock market in Hong Kong. Yes, we have a JSC. Is that Johannesburg? Yeah, it is. Does Cape Town have one? No, 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 no. It's just named that. It's predominantly dominated by gold and petrol companies side tangents and you you don't invest so you, you don't know but like is so is that is that where people put their money if they invest it a lot of people do yes the oil industry is like really big in south africa so a lot of people from what i know because some people have tried to convince me also to buy stuff um, <laughs> in these big petrol companies uh yeah in these big corporations yeah, yeah i think you're good with saving and property that's seems pretty good yeah good for now We'll see. What job of yours has been the most financially lucrative? I have done, um, you've probably never seen this movie. It's called um, Keeping Up with the Kandasamis. It's a South African movie, but it was a huge blockbuster hit. We shot the first one and the sequel. And I think those two movies were probably the most lucrative. Amazing. I'll, I'm, I'll look them up. I'll try to find them. You probably won't see them online. You'll probably see a trailer. But you won't be able to get the the movie online. I know the producer's been trying to sell it to Netflix, but uh, the distributor here in South Africa has been like holding tight to that project. But 
just wouldn't let it go. I, I can understand if it did so well, I can understand why they would be reluctant to let it go. Yeah. Maybe you'll get some residuals too when they sell it. Maybe. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, no, not going to happen. Maybe. <laughs> your personal network or your personal support system and your uh, professional network, do those intertwine and how have they helped you? No, they don't intertwine at all. I don't have many friends in the film industry, just lots of colleagues. Sometimes here in South Africa, you know, things can get like very catty. I won't say catty, but, you know, some people can just be like super difficult. So you definitely want um, support from your from your family because I always feel like, oh, yes, me and this person is going to be going to be amazing, amazing friends. And then something happens and I'm like, why did I even trust this person? So, yeah, um, I love to keep my family, just my family and my colleagues, just my colleagues. But most of the time, I'm I'm such a family person. So the majority of the time, I'm with my family. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Because <laughs> in theater, I don't know if it's because theater's smaller or whatever, but like everything overlap. But I think film and TV, it's a little easier to like separate things out. Yeah, it is. It is. It's way easier. So interesting. Interesting that you don't like catty people either. No. <laughs> <laughs> How much of your success has been hard work versus luck? Mm, I think it's definitely been 50-50. In the beginning and now, it's a lot of hard work. Especially now that I'm trying to be a director and a writer, I feel like I have to work so much harder because people only see me as an actress because I've known for that in South Africa and they just see what I look like and they think, come on, really? She can direct. So I... I have to work super hard for people to take me seriously. And then there's been some jobs where, honestly, it's just been luck. Like the Indian detective, I was traveling overseas for a couple of weeks, came back to South Africa. I heard about this audition happening. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. My agent didn't contact me, but a lot of it was getting a lot of buzz because it was, oh, it's the first Netflix TV series being shot in the country. So there was a there was a buzz in the acting community. And then my agent called me and said, can you audition for this thing tomorrow? I was like, oh, but I'm flying out to somewhere else. And they're like, oh, perfect. The casting director's in that city. Can you go see her? I was like, okay, I'll go see her. And then four days later, the director called me and he's like, okay, can you fly to Cape Town tomorrow? I was like, what the hell just happened? It happened in like four days I was cast. I was like, okay, it's just, this is happening. That's amazing. Yeah, that was just luck. Well, cool. <laughs> <laughs> the life of actors are so, so weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any financial goals? Honestly, not right now, other than to obviously, I feel like I don't, in the future, I want to accumulate more wealth for sure. Um, and that's about it, but nothing like, nothing like, <laughs> nothing super, specific, yeah, yeah. nothing specific, nothing like super set in stone. I think that's like the best goal anyone's ever said to get more wealth. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> Do you have any short term goals right now? Um, yeah, but, uh, personal short term goals. I'd love to relocate to North America. I really want to do that so hopefully uh yeah that works out for us amazing i'm specifically looking at canada yeah that would be cool Where, to, i guess toronto or uh, vancouver actually it's very outdoorsy like i said i like to do the whole hiking thing so the city looks so beautiful everything that i've been watching on youtube is like it's so expensive 
to live there. I'm like, okay, well, it is what it is. Everywhere is expensive. expensive. Yeah. Do, I don't know your husband. Does does he want to move there too? He does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And and can his job travel? Like, can he go there? Or will he have to get a new job? I think he would possibly need to get a new job. Probably. Yeah. 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 Eh, it's fine. It's That's fine. okay. <laughs> is there a lot of film production in Vancouver, or you would just move there and then work wherever? Uh, apparently, there is a lot of um, a lot of work happening there. A lot of Hollywood stuff gets shot there that I recently found out about. A lot of TV series, actually. All right, but do, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That that would be really that would be really cool. All right, good luck with that. Thank you. <laughs> if money was not an issue. What would your life's goal be? I would be living in Indonesia, in Bali specifically, running an Airbnb and just doing that. And then when I got an acting job or a directing job, I would just fly to wherever I needed to be for a couple of months and then go back to running my Airbnb. I love it. That's so awesome. <laughs> and so different from Vancouver, too. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. What financial advice would you give yourself when you started out or would you give to somebody else that's starting out right now? Stop spending money on shoes and bags. I feel like I spent so much money on shoes and bags and then I just donate them after a couple of years because I'm like, I I didn't even wear them. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to donate them. And I would definitely tell myself to start your business as soon as you want to do acting, make sure you have your production company running as well. You want to get that going as well um, at some point if you want to. Because I feel like I'm only starting like the production side of, of my career now when I feel like I could have started it years ago. And sort of building my portfolio then instead of like starting fresh now. Yeah. All right. Solid advice. Okay, so my wife is Nicole, and she does not work in the arts, but she has she has some questions that she has me ask. Yeah. With everything going on in the world, is now a good time for students to study art? I don't want to kill any dreams, you know? Oh, my gosh. Um, I think people should just be happy, you know? And they should just do what makes them happy, because other than that, you're just going to be miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing is big cities are artistic hubs. With the economy and everything going on right now, should actors and such move to big cities? I mean, at the end of the day, that's where the work's at, right? But right now, there's not much happening. So people should definitely wait, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, not in any unions, but you're going to start, you're going to start South Africa union for actors (laughs) (laughs) and and just loop in directors and writers all at once too. Like all in one box, just artists only. Cause here there's like designers and stagehands, writers, there's directors, there's choreographers, like everybody, everybody has a separate union. Ignore all that and just make one One. for everyone down there. (laughs) This is a new question I've never asked anybody else. How can we do a better job of promoting the importance of finance and savings to the artistic community? Since it's not really taught in school here, at least. It's not taught in school here in South Africa as well. But I mean, that's a really good idea to teach it at school. Even at a university level, if you are studying drama and performance, you need to know. You need to know what's happening out there in the real world. You need to prepare everybody for it. Everybody can listen to our podcast and think about it. (laughs) (laughs) What separates those that have a career in the arts versus those that stop or never choose to go into it? Bravery and a thick skin. Definitely that. I think those are the two major things. You know, 
a couple of weeks ago, I bumped into someone who was a doctor, like a medical doctor. And he's like, you inspire me so much. Um, you're just living your dream. You're doing what you love. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm doing what I love. But he's a doctor and he's like, I'm going to leave my job. I'm going to be a musician. I was like, what? Uh, and he was asking me for advice and I was literally doing grocery shopping. And he like stopped me while I was grocery shopping. So ask me for this advice. I was like, um, I don't think you should leave your job. You can still be a musician and a doctor if you want. I don't know why people think that you have to be one thing and not the other. You can be successful at anything you want to do or anything you want to be. You just have to work hard at it at the end of the day. Ooh, that's that's solid, Mishka. <laughs> <laughs> that's great advice. Uh, last question. Where can people find out more about you? Um, they can follow me on Instagram at Mishka Parthipal, which is a super long spelling. But I'm the only Mishka, I think, on Instagram, really. I'll, I'll put a link to it. Um, and then I recently joined TikTok. So please follow me on TikTok. I'm making really silly videos. But yeah, I'm having a lot of fun there. It's not as um, crazy as, as Instagram. Instagram is a little bit harsh. TikTok is like... Uh, our country is about to ban TikTok. I, so. I saw that. That's sad. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so I think like by the time this podcast comes out, maybe in two weeks, I think I think we'll have banned it and then yes, reinstated it. So yeah. everybody see Mishka on, on TikTok. On TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Mishka, thank you so much for spending time with us. It was a joy to talk to you. Thank you. It was lots of fun actually. That was our interview with Mishka Partipal. My takeaways were keep a budget to make sure you're getting paid for the work you have done. Real estate. It's a way to move cash into an asset that conflicts with inflation. You don't have to invest your money in stocks or assets because everyone else is. Keeping money saved is a solid way to prepare for the future or your next money move. Do what you want to do, but make sure you work hard at it. And you don't have to confine yourself to being just one thing. That's it for today. Until next time, break a leg. Thank you for listening to Artistic Finance. Find more information on our website, artisticfinance.com. Please subscribe to our podcast and please leave a rating and review. Artistic Finance is produced in New York City by Nicole and Ethan Steimel. Producing consultant Anne Nigrin Doherty. Graphics and website by Josh Cutler. Music by Chong Liu.